believe shapes who we are. Belief can bring us salvation or destruction. But when you believe a lie for too long, the truth doesn't set you free. No. It tears you apart. You killed her. You killed everyone. Why? Why would you do that? I was trying to save our lives. Kill Anthony Amelie's were our family. How could you kill our family? They were just soldiers. You and I. Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Altered Carbon. Today we'll be covering the eighth episode from Altered Carbon titled Clash of the Naked Ladies. I mean, (laughs) Clash by Night. (laughs) Oh, you're bad. That's hilarious. How did I know you were going to go there? But totally true. That's Talk like about a dream it. come true. It's like, oh my gosh, naked ladies all over the place. It's the they same were, lady, but... They were scattered everywhere. And my goodness, yeah, what a, what an episode. So, well, I'm really anxious to jump into this one. This was a really great episode, I thought. Man, a lot was happening, and we have a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump into our top five, and why don't you get us started? All right, so for my number five, I want to start out with uh, a very touching moment in this episode. I, I kind of called it the family reunion. Mm. So we've known that uh, Bancroft, or not Bancroft, we know that uh, Kovach has brought in, he's kind of starting his own group, and he's got a buddy with him that's, uh, he's trying to help his daughter out, and Poe's been kind of in there as well, trying to kind of get her clear of the, the situation that she ran into because she was in the the jacket place and, uh, you know, something happened mm-hmm. to her that was really, really bad. But Poe has been giving her this VR kind of, you know, aggression releasing therapy session. Yep. And uh, I'm t- I forgot what the guy's name is. Um, Vernon Elliott. Vernon Elliott. Thank you. Vernon. Yep is like seeing all this stuff going on. He's like, dude, like knives. And Poe had one of the greatest lines. I think he's like, well, you know, you can't crush uh, somebody's testicles, you know, or something along those lines. Like basically seems <laughs> yes. like, you know. <laughs> with it, with a, with a, a string instrument or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Cause like sharpening, he's like, it was sewing. He's like, well, you can't crush somebody with a, with a sewing needle. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you, you see her starting to come to, and, the the big big moment that we get to see is when her mom and Vernon come into the VR and her mom's not in her mom's body. Nope. But you see her come out of the, in in the body she's in and the sleeve that she's in, and you're kind of like, oh, like is is this gonna set her back? And she recognized her. She recognized she recognized her mom. Yeah. And we got a whole like beautiful moment of these three kind of embracing themselves, embracing each other. And you see that that Poe did his job. Poe did what he needed to do. And it there's a lot of different things that happened while she's there. Like she she became a badass in this world. Like Poe had made it like where days and stuff were in the in this world were like minutes or less than in the real world. Mm-hmm. But she was able to handle like firearms, like, you know, combat training. Like she's a she's a legit badass. 
Yeah. And but we learned that Mama Bear isn't really excited <laughs> about this. She did not like turning her little girl into some fight mean fighting machine, that's no, for sure. No, she did not. <laughs> she she basically was like, you know, telling Kovach like, this is your fault. And Poe's like, well, technically it's mine. She's like, I will get to you. Yeah, she's like, I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> and I'm, i I can so relate to that moment. I mean, being a mom myself, but um that was yeah, that was funny. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's kind of neat to you know, see, like, and that's a question you kind of ask. Like, I know, like, you know, jokingly, my wife and I have talked, like, you know, if, if I was a man, would you still love me? Or, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. And, you know, that's what you get here. Like, it would be very awkward if, like, Tiffany showed up and, you know, she's in a man's sleeve. I'd be like, oh, well, like, I liked your other one better. Um I know, and 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 Poe in his line, he had really great lines. I just love this actor so much when he, like you said, when um, Ava shows up in this man's body, and Vernon's like, "What the hell?" And you know, uh, and Poe's like, "Love conquers all," you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he goes on. He says something like, "As they embrace, he's like, oh, it's so romantic." (laughs) I know, and that look Kovach gives me. But it's it's kind of true. I mean, you know, you just if you if you're able to see past them because that's the world that they live in, right? They can be resleeved into anything, male, female, young, old. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that had to be very disconcerting um and very hard for Ava to be uh, you know, resleeved um because I guess she's been I guess sleeping. She's been in some sort of like like prison or whatever for for being this dipper, um this hacker that they they call them now. Um, so I don't, I'm guessing she's been like her, her consciousness has been kind of jailed and she probably hasn't even had a body. Now she's re-sleeved in all things, a man. And, um, that, that was such a beautiful moment. I mean, there aren't, I can't say too many moments in this show that's made me want to tear up a little bit, you know, because it's all so gritty and action packed and, and, you know, so much story involved, but that, that moment had me as well when all three of them embraced. And I thought it was really sweet how Lizzie was able to see, through the sleeve and recognize her mother. Um, even though she didn't recognize the exterior, she recognized the interior. Yeah. And she's seen her. It's like, there's something different about you. You did something <laughs> with your hair. <laughs> but, know, but my number five, little. my number five is just this family reunion that we're finally getting like a happy note here at the end of this, this, uh, towards the end of the season. It was, and it really makes me think, and, and I don't know anything, I haven't read anything ahead, I haven't watched any episodes um, other than the one that we're on, but I wonder if Lizzie is, because we still have a couple more episodes to go, Lizzie's is badass now, and she seems to really like be healing very well, because Poe was just like, you know, hopefully soon, she's going to be ready to enter the real world again, and um, so I'm wondering if that's going to be coming maybe sooner rather than later once we get to these last few episodes in this, there's got to be some sort of like final confrontation or something that's going to be happening I feel in the story so I'm wondering if she's going to play a part in that too yeah she's kind of becoming the shotgun in the room like if they don't use her then what's Mm -hmm. the point of showing her yeah I mean showing her skills and what I mean I think it's it's really cool to show that as part of her therapy that that's how they're or how Poe is like rebuilding her um, her consciousness and her you know trying to bring her back from the the trauma that she suffered but uh, yeah I think that with with showing the skill that she has, like you said, they they have to use it now that we've seen it. So I'm excited. Yeah, that was a that's a great number five, Sean. Okay, my number five. So my number five is just truth, and and I struggle so much to see the truth a lie in this whole series, and and what is the truth, and what's a lie, and 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 just kind of trying to weave 
weave my way through everything that's happened and see all the truths. And that's what a lot what was talked about in this episode that, um, you know, Kovach's opening line is what we believe shapes who we are. The belief can bring us salvation or destruction. Um, and, you know, I think it kind of relates a little bit to what he thought he believed. He, he thought that SeaTac killed Kel and the rest of the uprising and learns that his sister was behind it. Um, on top of that, he finds out she's been playing behind the scenes the whole time since he has come out of his prison, you know, moving chess pieces around the board to get to him. Um, and then I was trying to think what, what would it be like to go that long believing one thing and then to turn around and have that completely shattered and your world destroyed and what you thought you knew was the, like the complete opposite and not just by anyone, but by your own blood. And in his case, his sister, um, and considering how close that they were, it wasn't like they weren't a close brother and sister while they were alive anyway, but they were very, they were very close and just, and to feel that betrayal, um, you know, I was trying to put myself in those shoes and, I don't know. When he's woken up to this world and like everything that he hates, she's become. And it, yeah. it, it'd just be something that you wouldn't expect. Like, first off, you're excited she's alive and seeing these surroundings and seeing her kind of doing these things, like, well, like you just would, I, I don't even know how you could come to grips with that. Like, your mind would explode to the fact that she is basically one of these meth type people that, you know, is, like you said, she's living in the cloud. She's playing behind the scenes. She's controlling so many people. She's doing all the things that he's fought against, you know, in these mm-hmm. last eight episodes and to know that your, you know, love is like this. And then to find out that she killed the love of your life. Yeah. Like, how would that just, oh yeah, just uh, the the truth that's there is insane. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a total mind fuck, everything that he's learning. And then to know, and then to learn that she owns and not just that one facility, but many other facilities that Kovach was held in when he was being tortured to death. Yeah, I mean, she's legitimately probably like one of the richest people in the world or in this yeah. universe. Yeah, she's definitely got to have some money. And and I mean, she owns it. She's like, you know, yeah, hey, this is a lucrative niche kind of business, you know, and she, she owns it. And that's how she made her money. And she doesn't seem to really make any, any apologies for it. So Yeah, something along the lines of like extracting data is a very lucrative uh, career choice. Yeah, yeah. And she she's made her money in it, that's for sure. But I think it just had to be so devastating to to you know, with all the truths that have been put on him in such a short, short amount of time and to, you know, not just having the truth revealed, but also knowing that a lot of this was caused by your own blood, um, you know, had to be absolutely devastating and just trying to think, I don't know how I would deal with that. I'd, like you said, I think be, you would just, I don't know how you'd move on. It's like, it would just, I would think we'd totally shut down. I don't know how you would deal with that, but Hey, he's Kovac. He's an envoy and he's a badass. So I guess he's going to figure it out. So well, I mean, it, it goes to show the truth of, I mean, when she was, when they were 250 years in the past, I, I kind of feel like what she did was for her and her brother was to save those two of that they could live a life together. Mm-hmm. But she's lived 250 years, basically like working her way up and getting anything she wants. She's immortal at this point. That one dude basically calls her like a living God, a God on earth. I know. What was that all about? So, you know, we, we've talked about like, you know, the, the themes are people get way too much money and they get bored and start doing weird, crazy things because it's like, what else is there to do? And that's what you're seeing with her to the extent is that, you know, she's lived 250 years more now than Kovach. So she's like, what's there to do next? That's true. The These wealthy elite uh, folks do tend to get pretty bored with reality and they push it to the extremes. And um, that's what we're definitely seeing here. Wow. Anyway, I just I thought the whole theme of truth um, 
as a theme in this particular episode was interesting, especially considering what happens later on, which I'm sure we will get to as we continue. So that's it for my number five. Um, what do you got for your number four? So my number four, we touched on it a little bit, but it's Kovach kind of like finalizing his pack, you know, with Poe, mm. with uh, Vernon, with uh, his wife and his daughter. Now, like we're seeing his daughter's a pretty badass. So I think she's going to be formidable. Mm-hmm. Ortega. Um, and his sister, obviously, I don't think is going to be part of this, but, you know, Kovach is kind of finalizing this pact. And you really get, like, the Dipper was kind of the missing piece. You know, you need your tech op kind of person. And bringing her on board kind of let a lot of these things go in motion uh, to finalize the the scheme against his against Bancroft, but against his sister. And that's kind of where you're getting in this weird little area where, like, okay, like, what's the end game for all this stuff going on? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's doing this to... to you know, satisfy what his sister's telling him to do, but he's still in a, such a state that you, you know there's something else there. Like, you know, he didn't just get this specific dipper because he thinks it's the best dipper. He got this dipper for a reason. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, gonna gonna help out quite a bit on this. I agree. I, I agree. wonder. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, we find out like in the last episode that the envoys were telling, like, you got to create your pack. Like, there's going to be some people that are ex- expand, expendable. Mm hmm. And I don't know what the, the group of these, like, I kind of feel like Kovach is probably a guy that doesn't see people's expendable. Like, he might play that off, but it's kind of like tough outer right. shell, but like he's squishy on the inside. Totally. Um, so that's what I'm kind of expecting. You're like, I could see Kovach being the one to take the bullet and taking the RD for any one of the people that's in his pack. Yeah, I could see that as well. And I think he definitely, I mean, yes, Ava was supposed to be like the best dipper. Um, and, and why wouldn't he want to, you know, um, be able to use her for for this whole plan that they're putting together. But I think it was also because he is a little squishy on the inside and that was he was hopeful to reunite this family. You know, it seemed like this family's had a lot of wrongs done, done to them. And, you know, he has a way and a means to kind of bring them all back together. And, um, you know, he's he's getting therapy for Lizzie, you know, getting Poe to, to help her. He's brought Vernon into the into the loop. And, and now he's found a way to bring the mom back into the fold. And, you know, I think that, you know, as much as the tough guy persona comes through, I think he 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 is a little warm and squishy on the inside. Well, he could totally relate. Like, I mean, before an episode ago, he thought like his whole family was dead and mm-hmm. gone. And now he finds out that Ray's alive and everything. So, you know, he was basically trying to fulfill a missing piece by getting this family back together. Definitely. And maybe trying to find a little bit of a family himself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, cause he did feel that. So Kel was obviously the woman he loved, but then the rest of the uprising, the folks there w- was like his family. Uh, Ray never saw it that way. She was just like, you know, they weren't our family. We are family. Uh, you know, we, we just kind of just crashed there is kind of how she put it, you know, and it was kind of a means to an end and, and he saw it more than that. And I think that's also just by, ex, you know, extension, how he sees it here, like you said, with Poe and, and um, the Elliots um, and he's kind of forming his own family again and surrounding himself with these people like he had um, in the uprising. So interesting. Yep, really- so my, my number four is just kind of getting that pack, kind of finalizing the, the group and getting our, our D&D party together. <laughs> Get all your folks in your group and have a party. That's awesome. Good number four. Um, it's my number four kind of short and sweet because I'm going to talk a little bit about her um, later on but Ortega we finally got to see Ortega again we don't really know where she was she still looked like hell I mean she was like freshly 
you know, bruised up and battered, look like shit. Um, so I don't know exactly, you know, when, when Ray took Kovach and Ortega, uh, out of fight drone, we don't really know what happened to Ortega. We knew, we're told that she was safe. Don't really know where she was. Clearly not getting any kind of medical attention. <laughs> um, uh, there was an open tab left for her though. We find that out so she could go in and get like any other kind of bionic pieces that's, she wants. Hey, that's right. You know, hey, you never know. You might need a little bit of an upgrade there. Maybe she needs a, a brand new ass kicking leg to go along with that arm, you know, because um, that was pretty badass. Um, so, you know, she... She comes back and finds out that she's going to, you know, she's being faced with some sort of investigation because why was she at Fight Drome? She's kind of being set up by that Prescott um, person, that lawyer that represents uh, Lawrence Bancroft. And um, she's being put on paid leave for this Fight Drome incident and that she might be a corrupt cop. They're kind of putting that story out there. And Tanaka's no help. He's like, hey, you know, they're not going to believe you over me. And she's pretty pissed. She wants answers. All these things are, are, you know, she wants to know what happened with Riker. She wants to know where Kovach is. Why isn't there a missing persons report? Um, you know, she's, th- things are definitely kind of coming to a head with all that. And she's definitely as relentless as what, as what we've seen her in the beginning. It's just now focused in a different way. And um, I, I really like her. And I really like how it came out that she broke Tanaka's back. <laughs> with her <laughs> yeah with her arm I was like you know that's a super strong arm but I didn't know I mean that was pretty impressive um that we find out that she actually broke his back so um I, I really liked a lot of what she did I'm going to talk more about her later but just to kind of bring her since we haven't seen her uh since fight drone that hey she's back um and I'm glad I'm glad to have her back and I want to see, you know, if she gets the resolution she seeks. She's definitely looking for answers. I hope she gets them because if she gets them, we get them. So <laughs> bonus. Yeah. So that's that's this my ties, number four. This ties in a little bit to my number two. My my number two is just Ortega. You know, we get to see her back, mm. you know, she's walking in the rain. So you know she has this very like badass persona to her. And from the beginning, like I've known Ortega's a badass character. Like this is a super awesome mm-hmm. like you know, if if they just did like a a down and dirty, like, you know, on the ground level, like cop show. Like this is the one I'd want to watch. Yeah. Uh, when she goes to talk to Mickey, she walks in and he's like, you look like hell, you know, and she <laughs> spits right back. She's like, Oh really? Cause I spent hours on my hair. <laughs> um, and you know, she's trying to get, you know, Mickey is a, a character we've gotten just a little bit of, but he's, he's been pretty awesome in here too. But you know, when, and she's trying to get the most out of him. He uh, he says a line that I had to pause and I laughed out loud because she's trying to get him to basically take some blood off her hands and let her know, like, whose blood does this belong to? Run it through the database and tell me who is this person that, you know, attacked me in the, the fight drone. And he stops her. He's like, hey, you remember when I almost got fired for saying I could almost see your areolas <laughs> through your shirt? <laughs> this is worse. But the thing that was weird about that, and I don't know if, again, this is like just me probably mine in the gutter, but did she change in front of him? I think that she was still either in the same room, but I think she was like behind a wall or something. Okay. I think, yeah, it wasn't like right in front of him next to him. She she walked away and gave some distance, so I don't think he could see her. Because the way I got it was like, hey, do all this stuff for me and I'll change in front of you, which <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't 100% say if that's what it was, and maybe maybe I just misunderstood, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't think she was right in front of him trying to entice him to um, help her. That's not, I, I didn't get it that way. 
Um, and he didn't seem to be paying any attention to her anyway, even if she was. And he looks like the kind of guy that would be paying attention. Yeah, well, I mean, it is Ortega. <laughs> right. She's hot. She is very, very beautiful for, yeah. yeah. She's very beautiful. Got a rocking bod. They got some They got some good-looking women in yeah, this, I know in the, the show. The, the girl that plays Ray, she was in um, uh, Dollhouse, too. And so, uh, no, Adam Bush was in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it's kind of a Joss Whedon tie there, but I yeah. always had like a because when when Dollhouse came out, I was like twenty three, twenty four, and so the girl that plays Ray, the it's Ditchin Latchman, I think her name is, mm-hmm. had a huge crush on her because she was you know she played one of the uh, Dollhouse people, and it's just like you know you see her in this too now, so it's like you said, very very attractive ladies in the show. Yes, she's they're all beautiful, and including Ray, she she is gorgeous. Um, and a badass. I love the combination. Not only mm. are they beautiful, but they can kick your ass, you know, <laughs> and and look good doing it. <laughs> so the only I thing love I was going to bring up. So you mentioned the the um, reporter, and I really mm-hmm. thought that the way that they did the cameras with the drones is yeah. a super cool idea. Like, That's really probably like, going to be next. That's like the next thing, you know. Oh, and yeah, it's like a it's a one man job at that point. You just throw yeah. your drone up, hit play, and you're you're recording live. Because I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into that stuff. But now this is really like down and dirty, like reporter going in and fi- trying to get the scoop. Because mm-hmm. that's what this lady seemed like. She seemed like she you know she got a, a lead, so she's trying to investigate because she's trying to get the big break. Because I'm sure that you know her goal is to be up in the cloud someday too. That seems like a, everybody's goal is. So I noted that as being kind of cool. My question I have, though, is with Captain Tanaka, when he was giving Ortega 15 minutes to get her stuff and get out, was he giving her a head start because he was going to have to turn her into somebody that wasn't the internal affairs? Or was it just a gesture to say, like, hey, 15 minutes or before I start throwing your shit out? Hmm. I'm going with number two. I kind of, I mean, That's I just see that. me. But it just seemed like with him, thre- with her threatening him, mm-hmm. it's like, listen, you coming back here and all this stuff, like, I have to tell whoever I'm taking money from to save my life. Because he seemed very concerned about his life, not just his money. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You could be right. Could be right. Uh, I don't, gosh, I don't know half the time when I'm watching this what to think or believe. Every time I think one thing, it really turns out to be another. So, hell, I don't know. You could very well be right. But I don't know. I got something a little bit different from that. That's okay. Um, that's a good number four. So that goes into my number three. I just have more questions. I, I know like one of the last ones we did, I said, question, question, question. Um, <laughs> but again, so, okay, so Ray, kind of seeing a little bit of a different side of Ray. Man, she is, like right or wrong, she is dedicated to Kovach. Um, yes. I mean, she, and she has a very clear idea of what she sees as right, that what she did was for him, for her and him, so they could be together because they lost each other once and she was determined to not have that happen again. And so she has this very clear idea of, of what she did was for the greater good for them to be together, that her killing Kel and the rest of the envoys and and the whole uprising that that was right. Uh, what she did behind the scenes, uh, resleeving um, and all of these other sleeves and and manipulating things uh, where she wanted them to be was all for the right. And I mean, I can you know maybe it wasn't all that bad. I think you know oh well, well except for like the killing of the envoys and all that, that wasn't good. But like in present day, you know, trying to manipulate the situation, I can kind of see where she 
had to be kind of sneaky so I can kind of see a little bit of what her, what, you know, her side of things. Um, but I really liked how she just had this very calm resolve, even with a blade to her throat, you know, she's like, you know, kill me if that's what you have to do. I'll always come back for you, you know, saying that she would do anything for him. Um, but I guess I'm confused that when, when they were talking after, after this, uh, first initial contact after he has the blade to her throat and she's like pleading with him to, you know, like say something to me because he's just not talking. And, um, she tells him that she needs him to clean up this Bancroft case. Like she needs him to close this case. And I guess I'm not clear why, why is she needing this so bad? What did I miss? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Well, the way I took it is that she had convinced Bancroft to bring him back. So I don't know if Bancroft knows that they're related so I think she has some seeds planted. So the idea is that, you know, she saw, he solves the Bancroft case, then he's free to go, then they can go on, on their merry way. But until that, you know, loose end is tied, they're, they're well, still tied to Bancroft. That's true. That's true. Because as long as that remains open, as long as Bancroft is not getting his answers, uh, Kovach is, yes, like you said, he holds he holds the key to his his release and his freedom. Okay, that makes more sense. I guess I, I guess I wasn't making that connection for some reason. I was like, "Why? Why do you need it?" But that would make sense. Um, and of course, you know, Kovac is not really wanting to play ball until she starts threatening him, which we will, I'm sure, talk more about. So that that's my number three. It's just a short and sweet little number three. I just she's quite a character. I really like that actress, and I um, I find the character fascinating, right or wrong, what she's done. Um, she's fascinating. So my number three, what's yours? All right. So for or your my, number two. Yeah. So my number two, uh, I, I just kind of call it the Ortega boss battle. <laughs> and I kind of alluded to it at the beginning, but she she's on the hunt. Like she she somehow gets to this uh, center where all these clones are. You know, she has sack. Yeah. She has like the, the snitch, I'm guessing, that she was working with who knew about this place. So and I love when she's sitting next to him and just like eating his food right in front of him. <laughs> Like no. if that's not a total like fuck you, dude. Like yep. that's right there. It's like you know, you're gonna do what I want, or you're going to jail, and I'm getting your dinner. That's right, and you're gonna feed me. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole end scene was like if if I, I don't play a ton of video games, but this was like a video game boss fight. Like you get locked in a room, and all of a sudden, all these things are popping out from all over the place. Yes. And, you know, again, like I said before, we get to see a lot of naked ladies running around, which is always a plus. Or the same naked lady same over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the, the whole time this is going on, the one thing that kept going through my mind is that she's killing all these clones. I'm like, geez, this is going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what a clone goes for, but it can't be cheap. I don't think they've put a price tag on them, but, yeah, they can't be cheap. <laughs> but she did say, like, uh, like, uh, like towards the end of the fight, Ray tells her, like, you know, you've cost me a lot of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see yeah so she goes through all this stuff I guess this kind of leads to the very end of the episode I guess but you know she defeats all these she's got cut up pretty good and we see a door slide open and I feel like this is where you can see like Ray's like a master like manipulator mm-hmm. because the, the door slides open and who do you see sitting there acting like she's trapped it's the oh, little girl the little girl and like what we've talked about this like you can't trust anybody even if it's a kid like it's like are you really a kid or like are you somebody else i was so shocked that ortega fell for that so so quickly i mean after everything that she has seen and been through uh 
and 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 she has had criminals re-sleeved herself into other criminals to try and get them to answer and then she fell for that and that disappointed me that seemed a little out of character for her yeah and i feel like in this and maybe this is like if we get to this world like this is how we'll make our money there should be some way like you can scan somebody and know like what their actual like personality id is mm-hmm you know, like you go in there like, boop, boop. It's like, oh, no, you're Ray, bang. Like, I didn't kill a little girl. I killed Ray. Right. Which I guess is even fucked up to think about, like, like even <laughs> at that point. It's like, no. well, you killed a little girl sleeve. Well, no, not technically. No, you did. It was it was a little girl sleeve and you killed her. You you did. You killed the sleeve, but that wasn't the, the, the little girl stack, which is what counts, right, in this world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, but like, I was trying to think like how they sold this scene to the actor, actress when you know they bring her on. It's like, all right, so you know, we're excited to bring you on. We've got this one scene. How do you feel about nudity? She's like, well, you know, I could do do that. It's like, how do you feel about a lot of nudity? A lot, because it's know, out there. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's not hidden. I mean, this show is like. Again, this is an episode I'd watch with my mom accidentally, you know? I'd be like, yeah, there was that one with Ortega where she was kind of showing everything off, but I haven't seen anything for two or three episodes, so hey, let's sit down and watch this. And all of a sudden, to the end scene, it's like, oh yeah, this is you know not a dirty show, is it, Sean? There's just mm. 20 clones with everything hanging out. I think you'd be getting a lecture, Sean. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think your mom might grab you by the ear and lecture you a little bit. But yeah, it was it was a cool scene. Like the fight, you know, uh I love that Ray has all different kinds of weapons like in her clone like I don't know what you call it, her clone area. It's like the lair, the clone yeah, lair. Yeah, her clone lair. That's a great name. Well, you said video games so it reminded me. Of- <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and like any good video game like you would need all the weapons just hanging around, but she had like a of katana, course. she had like a crossbow and a uh, all these cool things, and you know, there, oh, there's just so many scenes like with her jumping out of there. Like she had no, like no care about her body getting cut up because it's like, well, mm-hmm. I'll just get a new one. Her sliding, like baseball sliding across the glass, would tear the shit out of her legs. No, but kidding. she didn't care. Like no pain whatsoever. I know, and you know, they have to feel the pain. She might be constantly like uh, uh, recasting into you know clone after clone, but uh, yeah, you still feel it. And and she just seemed to have a very high pain tolerance. I'll say that because uh, that like, was badass. That would almost be like a, uh, um, I don't know, just a growth as humans. That if you know that, like, like why why do you feel pain? Is because something's wrong with your body. You only have one. Mm-hmm. But if you're like if you've recloned enough times, can you almost like your bot your your brain cells are like, oh well, yeah, that should hurt, but you're not gonna die. Don't worry about hmm. it. I don't know. Do you, I mean, it's possible. Do you think when they make these clones, they can kind of genetically modify the pain centers that like the nerve centers or whatever, however, however that we feel pain that maybe you can like reduce some of that or take some of that away or wipe it out. So you don't feel pain. Would that be a good thing? I mean, you would clone them just not to have those like pain receptors. That's possible. Because pain is is a, a warning to the body that something's wrong, but you know, if you die, you just have to back yourself up and you're fine. I mean, that's exactly what you'd want to do here. So mm-hmm. that's true. Maybe because she didn't really seem to react. I mean, she she did react like when she got shot, but only from like the impact or something. She didn't really seem to to react in pain. Like, like, I don't know. I feel like if I got shot, I would 
probably scream a little bit or something, but she, she, and I know she's a badass. I'm, I'm trying to, I was thinking of that while I was watching. I thought, man, like you said, she is sliding through that glass, running all around in it, uh, uh, breaking the glass when she's behind. Um, I don't know what they call those little alcoves that the, that the clones are sleeping in, but when she's breaking the glass and jumping down from those heights, I mean, you're in contact, constant contact with that glass and she didn't seem to, you know, it didn't make an impact on her at all. And then she gets shot multiple times and, and it's like, she doesn't really react. And I thought, well, now come on, I know you're a badass, <laughs> but you know, you still got to act like you're in some kind of pain from all of these cuts and scratches and being shot. And I don't know. So maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's some sort of modification when they're making these clones. I don't know. I guess they if they can if they can re-sleeve you and have digital consciousness, why can't they modify? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, you know. So, why not? But, but yeah, my uh, my number 2 is or my number 3 sorry. Wait, is this 2 or 3? Yep. Two. Uh, yep, 2. Yep. This is my Ortega boss battle. And what a battle. And and I'll just kind of chime in with with exactly what you said because that's like my number one was this whole fight and how super awesome it was and like you said the visual of it was so super cool I mean as soon as that door shut you were like oh shit and you knew something was going to happen and yeah you, you worded it perfectly when you said it was like a video game that all of a sudden these these clones start waking up and at first I wasn't sure if it was uh, just a clone because you know the clones can I guess like well no I guess they can't wake up never mind we've had that kind of explained how uh, Miriam Bancroft does that how she's like multicast I guess in her sleeves um, so I guess they can't do that I can't they, they can't um, they can't just wake up and and do stuff there has to be something in them anyway um, but it was super cool, like watching her wake up and starting to bust through the glass. It was like a video game. Just keeps like every time one died, another one was already starting to wake up um, and bust through the glass. And, and Ortega is like, bam, bam. And she's she was total badass and, and fighting them off. And of course, her arm comes into play again where, you know, you thought I, I, I was like scared for a moment for Ortega whenever Ray had the sword and I thought she had it. And then she puts her arm up and uh, her arm to the rescue again, stopped that blade. That was super cool. And then of course her arm again, uh, when we heard she broke Tanaka's back, she broke her back as well. Yeah. Super cool fight, super cool scenery, this pure white room surrounded by these alcoves, Full of clones um, and this broken glass everywhere was a beautiful visual and I really really like what that this show does with it so that was what I'll chime in with because that was also my number one so I guess that leads since I covered my number one I'm supposed to be in, on my number two so I'll jump into my <laughs> number two since you did yours so this is this is a lot and I feel like there's a lot to uncover and a lot that we probably need to talk about as far as uh, this number two, and maybe that'll go into your number one and we can just discuss it is the plan. Yeah. That um, is, my number one is believe the lie, which is exactly what it is. So I'll, I'll give you the floor. Let, let me hear what you have. Well, I, I don't want to just take over anything. I'd like for it to be a discussion and a back and forth. So, um, because I think that there's so much to uncover because there's a lot, I'm not sure that I completely understand about everything that happened here. So, okay. So we need a dipper. He's, he's gotten Ava out of her jail and may not be the same body, but he's got what he needed. He, her great mind. Cause apparently, yeah, she is pretty good. Um, at what she does as we can see as, as it goes on. Um, and then, uh, he, 
Kovach has these old envoy stacks. Did he get those from the museum? Did he steal those? Uh, yeah, wasn't that what he did from the museum? Yeah, because I think that was when we saw the little girl for the first time, and I think that's when he did it. If I oh man, so much has happened. I'd have to go back, but I think he stole them from the museum. So he's got these infected stacks uh, that were infected with that Rawling virus that we saw in a previous episode. And again, I think they needed to show that to us so they could use it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were wanting to recreate the smallware and and were they wanting to I guess they weren't using it on Bancroft. That's when Poe went and infected that AI guy, right? In that poker yeah. game. Yeah, in the poker okay. game. And did you see the uh uh this is kind of a note, but it really ties into it, the the playing cards. So I saw the playing cards, but okay, what what does that mean to you? They uh the playing cards were in binary. Oh, so if you see, look at them, they're like one zero one 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 one, and that you're was a tech because they're AI, they're computers. Up on yeah, that. I saw that. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool touch. Nice. I I noticed that they were a little off, but I was like, I, I didn't make that connection because I'm not as techy as what you are. That's awesome. So were they on the cards? Were they on those chips? Whenever Poe was like, okay, I'm all in. You, what did he say? You an an elegant ass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, was it on his chips that he infected this AI? Which I don't think Poe was very sad about because that guy really pissed Poe off, I think, um, in real life. He oh, was, yeah. you know, pretty pissed at this guy. Well, I don't I don't exactly know what his job is. It seems like he, he runs almost like a hostile type torture room where they, they kill people or kill things in an AI environment and then sell it on the internet. And Poe seems to be like kind of a condesseur of like humanity like he really like is curious by what humans do he's curious about their interactions he wants to help i mean we see that with with uh lizzie where he's actually helping her to get better mm-hmm. he's very loyal i mean yeah poe oh, yeah. is a very loyal character did you see the delight in his face when kovach is like i'm gonna need all of you and poe was like mm. really you know like he was so excited to finally be included he's like been begging to be of assistance to kovach for like five episodes and Kovach <laughs> keeps shooting him down and he's so disheartened, but he keeps, he keeps plowing through and he's there for him every minute that he needs him and everything that he's asked of him, he does. And, and finally he's like, Oh, he says he needs me, you know, and he <laughs> just, be right there. He, he just lit up. You could just see it. It was so adorable. God, I love that character. Um, so, and then, yeah, then we get, so we see how it's all coming together. Uh, and, we see them go to Lawrence Bancroft's home and we see how they've decided to frame someone because this is how they figure it's going to have to go down is, you know, they don't, they don't know truly what happened. Like we, we don't, we got this whole frame up, but we really don't know what happened yet. Um, so they've had to come up with something and, you know, you have to have, uh, that, uh, bloody glove, right? Um, I like to refer to that OJ Simpson case. Um, you gotta have the bloody glove and, and you gotta have something, you know, some, someone to blame and point a finger to. So they point the finger at Prescott and I think, think it was beautifully done. I totally bought into it. Um, what did you think about all that? What are your thoughts? I figure we might as well just, I, I just want to hash this out so it can make more sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of one of those things where you you find enough bit of truth in different things to kind of make a story seem real. Mm-hmm. And the line I think that sold it, which is it's kind of creepy in a sense, and you know you, you kind of can see that on the internet at times. But it's like basically, you know, th- the reason they brought everybody in the room is because uh, you want to convince the crowd. 
if you convince the crowd, you convince the man. Right. And that was the idea here. It's like you get you get the the crowd behind you, you know, raising the pitchforks. And I I really really got subs, uh, suspicious of Mrs. Bancroft during this whole thing mm-hmm. because she was jumping jumping in real quick, being like, "I don't want to see your face here. We should, you don't say one more word. Like, let's just take her out. Let's you know take her out and kill her." Kind of like she was like holding up that pitchfork right away because I was like, "Yes," because now no one will suspect it's me because it probably was me. Right. Yeah. I thought that she did jump in there quite a lot when, and I was like, wow, you're, you're really taking on to this story really, really well. Um, yep. You're right. Well, what's interesting is like the things that they mentioned in here where it talks about like Bancroft likes to go to these places that are very, very like dark and like he likes to, sh- and it was like, it was kind of comfortable watching it. Well, he's talking like, you know, you like to go and find women who look like your wife who are blonde and beautiful and you like to strangle them to death. And it's like, oh, like what? he, did not make any apologies oh, at no. all. Bancroft was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I mean, yeah, they look just like my wife. Yes, so I, I rape and murder. I mean, granted, it's all VR, so it's not real, but to me, it doesn't make it any less disturbing. Um, well, I, I don't think the ones are VR, right? Like, they're actual sleeves that he does that to, and then well, he buys them new sleeves, right? Or is that something I know, different? Well, now we knew about the, the what was it, the jacket off? or ja- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe it. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I can't believe I'm repeating this. Um, <laughs> if you want a ringtone, just let me know and I'll cut that part out for everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Edit that out. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to trying to figure this thing out. Dang it. It's an investigation. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that was a real place with real people. That That girl, and I can't for the life of me remember her name. Uh, that Kovach was talking to um, when she's like, yeah, he comes here and he, he, he'll he kill the girls, but he uh, he buys them new sleeves. This place called the Prick Up, gosh, the names, I, I'm blushing just um, <laughs> <laughs> repeating these names, geez. Um, that place was run by that AI that Poe took out, oh, which yeah, I don't yeah. think any of us were sad about, but that is what I think that that prick up was uh, the VR place because he said uh, Kovach said Bancroft was infected with the VR trodes so it was VR but I don't gosh VR or not I mean I don't know I don't know I think you can get into a really big argument about what's okay and what's not okay in a VR world because we all play or, or I won't say all but many of us do play these video games that are quite disturbing you know you're shooting people you're killing people and some of them are, are pretty disturbing sometimes, and you know. And then we 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 walk away from that video game and we live our normal lives. And then who's to say that what he does in VR? I mean, granted, yes, he's raping and murdering, um, but it's not real. He's not really technically hurting a real person. But um, I don't know. There's a big argument for that. But I think that was VR. But regardless, yeah, they look like his wife. And Prescott was wearing a sleeve. That's the first I think we've heard that she wears a different sleeve. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it was some, it was a, another woman that kind of looked like his wife. So, and maybe that's why his wife jumped in because maybe he fools around with Prescott in the blonde outfit. Well, a blonde sleeve. It's not really an outfit, although mm-hmm. it is kind of an outfit. It's kind of an outfit. It's change of clothes. And I, we know that Bancroft and his wife don't engage in any kind of marital activities, so maybe there's some jealousy there. It's like, oh, yeah, you can bang the help, but you can't bang me. So, yeah, let's let's <clears> show <throat> her who's boss. It, it, yeah, that's true. Um, and, and, and I think Miriam Bancroft, I mean, like I said, they're just – he's just like, yep, 
I do this. I frequent these places. I do this and I do that. And when Kovach is like, and they all look like Mrs. Bancroft and she just, she just taken it like, yep, I know my husband has some sort of fierce uh, distaste or disgust or hate for me because he <laughs> murders and rapes women that look like me. <laughs> I mean, geez, it's not like I'd have an island full of women that look like me that just engage in orgies, right? Jeez, right. that'd just be weird. Who'd do that? Oh, that's crazy talk. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know. It's I didn't know what to think about this whole thing. The thing that, like, we talked about Ray being kind of a master manipulator, but Kovach really showed his skills here. Oh, he did. That was he, good. He played to the pompousness of Bancroft, you know, like going through, like, oh, because, you know, you would never do this. Like, he's like, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't. It's like, you're too smart to do that. You had to have been infected by this, you know, virus, and you knew that before you backed up, you had to kill yourself. Otherwise, you would ruin your, your backup center. He's like, yeah, I would have done that, wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you would, Bancroft, you big smarty pants, you. <laughs> That's and, true. He was definitely playing into his ego. Very yeah, good. Yeah, you play into his hubris, and that, that gets him where, where he ends up, where he believes what's going on. And, like, it feels like we got two episodes. Like, you know, like, this has got to come out, right? Like, it's got to come out that Prescott wasn't the one that did this. So that's exactly right. That goes into my notes. It's kind of in my notes, but also ties into this whole thing is what was that truth? So everybody's scattered. Bancroft, after all this has come out, you know, and or well, not really come out, but how it's played out. Bancroft is, you know, getting his pardon. He's getting his payment and taking care of that. He has his internal conversation with Kel and looks through the, 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 um, Oh, that telescope thingy. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then all of these things start playing out. He starts hearing all these flashbacks of this audio and, and, and you see a couple, a couple scenes and what do you, what was the truth? Do you think we don't, we don't, it cut off. And yeah, I, I mean, he looked at like some like thing the, and that was a note I had is like, okay, the truth, the truth that we want to find out is that satellite thing in the sky. Uh huh. And I know when, uh, it, it shows the scene when Kovach first gets to the, the Raven Poe shows him like this big like, and we have like this thing in the the satellite in the sky. He called it. Mm-hmm. So on on Earth, we know there's a lot of weird things that can go on, and money can buy you anything. So what the fuck can you do in a satellite that you can't do on Earth? That is even worse. <sighs> I don't think we're gonna know till the next episode. Uh, I don't know no, because it, I mean, what what? I mean, they have a, 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 the capability of doing VR to do the things that you can't do in real life and to get away with rape and murder and all of these despicable acts that the human consciousness can come up with. Why do you, what do you need to go up into a satellite for that seems to be completely isolated and cut off from everything else? Well, I think that's where we're going to find out what actually happened to Bancroft is because I think he was on that satellite that night. Uh, he, he made his way back and something happened between that, that time period that caused him to, you know, get killed, basically. Damn it. You know, I mean, this is, again, you start getting that yarn going where you're tying all these things together. Okay, how does Ray play into that? How mm-hmm. does, you know, Lizzie play into that? How does Vernon play into that? How does Evie play in that? How does, does Poe play a part in this? Because if that satellite thing's a VR world, you know he probably knows who owns it. Yeah. So all these things are to come around and tie together and, you know, we still have Riker and Ortega. Somehow they play into this. So I know. There's still the whole who framed Riker. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, geez, there's still, and we still don't know the truth of what happened yet. And, you know, we just have this, this story that had to be told so Kovach could get his freedom and, and save the people because, you know, Ray was going to be killing people that he loved again if, if she didn't do what he wanted. So I, I really hope this ends in like a big, like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I want a big twist. Yeah, kind of like when you're at the jacket off. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I don't think <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to be such a stretch in, for this show because for me, I mean, I I I can't anticipate anything. Usually, I'm pretty good about and not to like toot my own horn here or anything, but you know, I feel like I've seen enough shows that some, a lot of shows just typically follow a, a pattern and you can usually figure out the basic of, of the plot of what's going to happen next. I mean, there, there's usually some details that maybe you don't always figure out um, or that I always claim to figure out and know, but usually I can really kind of figure out what's going to happen nest, next. And honestly, with this show, it has totally just completely thrown me off. I have absolutely no idea what to expect next. And, and I like it. I like that it's unexpected. And, you know, that's why I wish more people was watching the show, not just to listen to us, but I think it, it's, it didn't get its fair shake that a couple people got turned off in the first couple episodes. And I feel like if, if most people had stuck with it, you know, and, and watched a few more that you really get hooked into the story. Cause I, I feel it's so different than, than a lot of other things that we've seen. And there's a lot of twists and turns and intricate storytelling. Um, that's, that's developing that we still don't know a lot of the answers to. So I'm yeah, digging it. it. This show plays well for like a Netflix where you kind of can binge it. Cause I could see like, this was, even though I've watched it week to week, I've really enjoyed it still, but I could see watching like an episode a week and be like, okay, after episode two, I'm done. Yeah. Cause you really don't feel like you get into this world to episode three or four. And like, now you're like, oh my gosh, there's this, this, there's a world inside of a world inside of a world. Yeah. There's so much. And, and you don't know what, what the truth is, what the lies are and, and who is who. How do you know who they really are? This kind of tied in my, to my number one was kind of the believe a lie. So going with Prescott, like, did you feel sorry for her at all? Um, I mean, to an extent, only because she wasn't truly guilty of what they were accusing her of, but it, you know, it was, you know, we saw, uh, Vernon and Ava, like back in, I'm going to call it like their control room, uh, where they're doing all of this behind the scenes stuff digitally and planting all of this evidence. And she's like, you know, I don't feel good about this. We're, we're ruining her life. And I mean, it's not like they're just killing it. They're, they're essentially ruining her life. And he's like, well, and she, she's like, I don't want to be like them. And he's like, people like her or who is, is what ruined Lizzie. And she's like, well, I don't want to be like them. And I mean, she has a point. I, mm. to an extent, only feel bad that she was being accused of something that she didn't actually do. But I mean, granted, think of all the, probably the horrible things that she's done in the name of Bancroft. Yeah, that's true. We don't know if she's done anything specifically or if she's just kind of turned like a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I could, I could definitely see her being the kind of person that was like, oh, well, Yes, uh, he should have paid for that stack that he strangled and killed, but we're not going to pay for it because we've already bought two this week, so we get the third one free. Mm-hmm. Like you could see stuff like that playing out, right? But she counsels him and advises him. Well, and is that a does she counsel him in a way of the flesh? And that's what you know. That's I don't know. I mean, I kind of felt bad for her, but not that bad. Yes and no. Probably unlike a like uh, maybe. 
Uh, 80% felt bad for her, 20% not so much. <laughs> I, I felt like I felt a little bad for her because, you know, she's just trying to achieve something that these other people have. Mm-hmm. And they're, because of their power, they're using her as the fall guy to get away with it so that she's, you know, she's going to have to like, she's not even going to get to start over. She's done. Yeah. And in a world like this where like, you know, Status. you don't even, yeah, you don't even die. Like this is very, very like strong cast type system where there's a top, not even really a middle, there's just a top and a bottom. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a middle. She kind of, she probably would have been kind of the middle where you're kind of, you know, kissing the ass of the people up top. And that's, you know, you think like that's where you've made it in life. Um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, it, it was kind of, it was hard to watch. And I, I'm, like I said, I do, a part of me did feel really bad for her because she wasn't really, but she was e- an easy target, you know, because I mean, the story fit. It totally made sense from oh, the yeah. outside of things. So, um, and I guess she needs to realize as well, when you put yourself in that position, you that's what could potentially happen you could take the downfall for something like that when you put yourself you know when you when you play with the big boys it's kind of kind of what you put yourself out there for so yeah it was kind of hard to watch but i was kind of like well you were pretty cutthroat yourself there lady yeah trying to get in there in your position i guess you can kind of think of like i don't know if you ever watched sons of anarchy Mm-hmm. Favorite. It, it's, oh, it's one of those things like you you jump into that world and you know the risk and like there's there's a lot of fun things that can happen, a lot of cool events. You have a lot of fun friends, but when shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan and Hell that's yeah. kind of what happened here. Sam Crow Forever. Yeah, um, <laughs> such a great show. Such a great show. I need to do, uh, God, one of these days when I have free time, I'm going to rewatch it again. I haven't been able to watch it since the end, which of course I will not talk about here. But um, No, but if, yeah. yeah I, need I always to do say like seasons one and two of Sons of the are like great. Three and four, like you have to really like get through it, but mm-hmm. then it's just great after that. Then it's it's just amazing after um, that, they yeah. Are, they're coming out with a, uh, a prequel where it's the... Uh, Oh, yeah, the, the Mayans. Other, yeah, the Mayans, which I'm pretty excited for. I'm 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 trying to really get myself excited. I have high hopes. I mean, Kurt Sutter is really great, but a couple of other things that he did after Sons of Anarchy, you know, I had high hopes for, and they turned out to not be so oh, awesome. So I'm, I'm really hoping that the Mayans live up to it, and um, I'm I'm interested to kind of see that world uh, pre uh, Sam Crow that we saw, which Sam Crow was there, but it was kind of pre. Um, the days that we saw. So yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. I, I will be checking it out for sure. I'm definitely going to give it a shot, um, but I'm trying not to have too high of hopes because when I do, I get disappointed. But yeah, uh, God, Sons of Anarchy. One day I'll go back and rewatch when I have um, enough tissues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, awesome. Did you have any notes? Um, let's see. We talked about the binary cards. That was one of my big notes. Um, Good catch, you, by the way. Did you see uh, Poe's shirt? When he was playing poker? I noticed it was a bowling shirt, and didn't it say Edgar Allen? It said Edgar A. Edgar A, okay, yeah, okay. I really like that. That was like a definite, not only is he named Poe, and if you didn't get the reference uh, just yeah, by it, his 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 outward appearance and the name Poe, <laughs> then hello. Right in your face. <laughs> and then it was so so sweet how Lizzie called him Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Yes, gosh, I just I love that guy. I'm such a a Poe freak. I've really loved Poe since I was a kid. That that's the dark. I told you I'm dark and twisty. If that doesn't tell you I've loved Poe since I was a kid, um, putting it out there now. Um, yeah, I think he's great. I yeah, I kind of you know um, 
just like dream a little bit that that's what the real Poe was <laughs> a little bit like. I have no it idea. It looks like the pictures from uh, from what you see that they're taking of him. He was a weird, mysterious dude. Like that'd be he was yeah, one of those guys you could kind of like sit down and have a dinner with, and I, you'd probably come out pretty scarred. But yeah, I think it would be a little disconcerting to meet the real Poe and uh, spend some time with him. But I like this Poe. I like to just pretend that that would be like what <laughs> he, meeting the real Poe is like. Where Poe's more fun and quirky. Yeah, he's a little, he's fun. He's quirky. He's loyal. Um, I love the way he speaks. Like I said, uh, you know, every time he talks, um, he's just always got something clever and uh, elegant to say. He's really old world style, and I love it. Um, so yeah. Anything else? Let's see. The uh, computer virus warfare, I think, is very interesting. Um, we kind of saw a little bit of it with that uh, virus that was spread, but you know, now we we got to see it go. That it can affect AI. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And then. When uh, Ortega was getting the blood stuff checked, like finding out that Ray is nowhere anywhere in the registered vault. So basically it's like, where does she come from? Nobody can figure out, um, you know, she's a, she's almost a ghost except she can show up on, on uh vid video. Mm -hmm. At least I think she can, we haven't seen her, but you know, maybe she's just like the ghost and she can't, but um, well, she's kind of interesting stuff. And she told Ortega when they were fighting, she's like, who are you? And she said, I'm nobody. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean she went Kovach didn't admit to her uh to Ortega who she was and Ray didn't tell her who she was. She's like, I'm nobody. So it's interesting that well, I guess she can't really admit to being who she really is. She had to she told Kovach that when she was found she had to admit to, to being like an innocent bystander that was a casualty of, of what had happened there with the with the envoys in the uprising when everyone was was taken out. She can't ad- admit to who she is because she's an envoy too. And we see that the envoys are not well regarded in this time. Is she is she an envoy or well, I guess I didn't think she was. Well, she was with the envoys with Kel and, and Kovach and the rest of them. They're all envoys. She was training as an envoy, so I guess they'd consider her one. She was at least grouped with them, I guess, guilty by association. Yeah, I even though she betrayed guilty by them. association, for sure. I mean, she was living with them. She did train with them. Um, I assume that she was, but I don't know that she had. It seemed like she didn't quite have. I mean, she's definitely a badass, but I don't know that she has all that same intuition that Kovach does and the same skill set. I got gotcha. you. That Kovach that does. Sense. So I don't know, but regardless, she was there with them. So it seems like, yeah, if you're hanging out with them, then you're guilty too. So yeah, interesting why that's all wiped out. What name does she go under then? I mean, she owns she owns businesses. She's got to own it in some type of name, right? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like owning a business in this world is probably like you, you just have a way you can hide the name. I guess it's pretty That's advanced. Why you, you come out with that thing where you can swipe the uh, the sleeve and be like, "Oh, your ID one two three four. We know who you are." <laughs> An authentication. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a bot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, good notes. Anything else? Nope, that would tie up all my notes. Cool. Um, I think we pretty much covered all of my notes um, already. So, I guess that would then lead us into our news. Do you want to take the first one that we have? Yep. So our first one comes from IndyStar.com. So the man who plays the gruff, stern, yet wholly charming police chief in a made-up city in Indiana came to real Indiana for first time ever to talk to hundreds of Stranger Things superfans Saturday. And I think, wasn't he uh, like mobbed by some woman named Rima Joe? Eh. 
Nope, not not this time. I, I wasn't able to go. <laughs> so David ha- David Harbour answered questions from the mostly teenage audience at Indiana Comic Con, admitted that he didn't think the massively popular uh, massively popular Netflix show would be successful when he first started playing Chief Jim Hopper two years ago. I had no idea at all, he said. In fact, I thought no one would watch this thing. I mean, I read the pilot, and I thought the pilot was amazing, but I've been on a lot of television shows and a lot of movies where you'll be shooting it, and people clap each other on the back and go like, oh, oh, your life is going to change now. And then it comes out, and nobody cares, and you go back to waiting tables and stuff. Luckily, for the first time in my career, I was very wrong. Harbour also divulged that he agrees with a popular fan dream that his character would end up in a relationship with Winona Ryder's character, Joyce Byers. There's two lost, weird, strange people, and I feel like they're all puzzle pieces that could only fit with each other, he said. Oh, that's kind of romantic, actually. Yeah. They'd make the other part of their lives miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like you find find someone who appreciates your weird and that's like the person that you end up with or something, you know? That yeah, if you, you can't deserve, if you can't be with me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Um, good times. Uh, okay, so our next um, article is from Variety. So this is super exciting. I hope I get to experience this uh, when it comes out. But Stranger Things is coming to Universal Studios Halloween Horror oh, Nights. Yeah. Road doesn't, trip. Doesn't that sound like fun? So let's do the Strange Indeed float trip and then the <laughs> Str- Strange Indeed road trip to <laughs> Universal Studios. So the Upside Down is coming to Universal Studios. The theme park announced on Tuesday that it is partnering with Netflix to bring Stranger Things to life at this year's Halloween Horror Nights. The small town of Hawkins, Indiana will be recreated at Universal Studios Hollywood, Orlando, and Singapore Parks, where guests will be stalked by the Demigorgon, the monster from season one of the hit series, from the menacing Hawkins National Laboratory under the U.S. Department of Energy to the buyer's home adorned with an erratic display of flashing Christmas lights, and the eerie upside-down woods oozing a shower of floating orb-like spores. Uh, the chilling new mazes will offer surprising twists and unexpected turns around every corner, Universal said in a statement. Hollywood Horror Nights begins September 14th in Hollywood and Orlando and on September 28th in Singapore. And then um, also the cast of Stranger Things will begin filming season three this month. What? Nice. That's yeah. exciting. That is exciting. So we so, yeah. could see... I, I thought I read something, or we talked about it, that maybe summertime is where they're setting this, but mm-hmm. oh, if they're filming this month, maybe the end of this year? Don't Fingers know. Fingers crossed. We will just have to keep watch. I, I bet they're probably going to wait to announce it for a while, so we'll just have to be on top of it. So, yeah. So now we have listener feedback. All right, so this first one comes on the, the episode of Altered Carbon. So I need to rewatch this episode again. Did Ray admit to killing Bancroft just to get Kovach out of stack gel? It was really upsetting to see Kovach treat Ortega the way he did, even if it was to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. Ray is crazy jealous about anyone that tries to get close to Kovach. It's a little strange indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that fight between Ortega and the naked Ray was great. I'm trying not to go junior high about it, but it did get my heart rate up a bit, Steve. <laughs> well, I've already gone junior high with it, so you've got open rain, buddy. Yeah, you, you can go there, Steve. Um, Sean took care of that for you. Um, I don't know. Let's see. His question was, did Ray admit to killing Bancroft just to get Kovach out of stack jail? I kind of got that sense, but it, 
I feel like if she was admitting it, it would have come out more. But to me, it was more like, hey, I I talked him into getting you on the case so I could get you out of stack jail. Mm-hmm. Now let's end the case so we can move on with our lives. Right. That's the, a twist I wouldn't see coming. The question that he brought up about um, where Kovach treated Ortega kind of crappy, that mm-hmm. seemed very, it's kind of one of those cliche type things where, yeah. you know, the guy is a jerk to the girl, so it's to be, you know, to save her or whatever, or like the girl being a jerk to the guy to save him. Mm-hmm. Kind of a cliche thing, but, um, you know, we know Ortega's not going to stay away because we need that Ortega, Riker, Kovach love triangle to come f- to fruition. Yeah, we got two episodes to make that happen. Yeah, well, you you've been calling that for a while, so we need <laughs> we need that to happen. <clears throat> awesome, thank you, Steve, so much for writing in. That was pretty cool. Um, okay, so we got another email that was super cool. Or sorry, I think this was a message um, on Facebook. Um, it says, "Hey guys, I'm a super huge fan of Stranger Things, and I love your podcast. You're doing a great job with it. I was born in mid '90s in Russia, so I don't have any '80s nostalgia at all. But you're helping me to get glimpses of what I miss in Stranger Things. It's hard for me to imagine what this show means to people who experienced '80s as a child and can now see some." Uh, kind of reproduction in their life as an adult. Even though I can't get a huge part of this show, I still love it really much. So I really enjoy listening to you talking about the kids, Hopper and the Upside Down. I've just finished episode two of season two, and I know that the big fight of Hopper and Elle, my two favorite characters, is coming, and it breaks my heart to think about it. I love to see their father-daughter relationships. It's one of the greatest things for me in this show and can't wait for them in season three. It's going to be really awesome. Thank thank you for such a lovely podcast, Maria from Russia. Oh, that was pretty sweet. Thanks, I Maria. I know. Thanks, Maria. That's super sweet. I'm so glad that you're loving um, Stranger Things. We've uh, been talking a little bit on um, through the messages and stuff, and she's super sweet and has a lot of great things to say. So it's fun to see uh, someone get some enjoyment of it because, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned that even if you don't really, even if you didn't grow up in the 80s, doesn't mean you can't appreciate the show because it's really about the characters. Um, the 80s, for those of us who either love the 80s or grew up in the 80s, that's just a bonus. So thank you guys so much for feedback. We've been getting lots of great emails, lots of great feedback from folks. We've been getting a lot of um, engaged uh, listeners on the Facebook page as of late with some of the recent announcements we've had. So thanks everyone for you know listening to us and engaging with us. I love talking to you guys. It really does make my day and I get such a kick out of it. Um, probably the only bad thing is it's probably hurt my productivity in the rest of my life and the things that I need to get done as I'm listening and talking to you guys instead of doing things that I should probably be doing, like catching up on some of my shows that I'm supposed to be podcasting on or uh, other tasks I'm assigned. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys um, so much. I do appreciate it. I love you all. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Like this is just, I mean, you guys make this show like what it is really. So thank you very much for the feedback. Absolutely. All right. So next week we'll be covering the... Is it the ninth episode, right? Yes. Oh, man. That's crazy. So next week we're going to be covering the ninth episode from Mm. Ultra Carbon titled Rage in Heaven. So after a devastating rampage, Kovach and his allies hatch a bold and very risky seam to infiltrate head in the clouds. So with Altered Carbon coming to an end, let us know what you'd like us to cover next, which we've already got a couple options out on our Facebook that we're looking for people to vote on. 
Yeah, definitely check out our Facebook page. Uh, We've got some options and we've also got a fill in the blank. So if you don't like any of the options, you know, we we don't want to just leave you guys out in the cold. We'll give you a couple options that we're kind of excited about or that we'd be, you know, willing to give a shot. But we're also, we want to hear from you guys. We want you guys to be engaged. Like Sean said, we we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. We we love you guys. We want to hear your feedback and uh, we want to hear what you want us to do next. So check out our Facebook page and let us know. Um, and until then, we are really excited that you've chosen a sleeve with us, uh, blonde, brunette. I like, I like them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I go for all of them. Um, if you got a beard, that helps too. Um, <laughs> and until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange T-Cast. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Stranger T-Cast. You can check us out on Instagram at Strange underscore Indeed underscore pod. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like Allegion at Podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcast. Yes, check out Legion. I put it out there too. You got to check out our uh, social media pages. We're having a lot of fun out there. Um, and not only that, you also have to check out Sean and his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, that comes out like clockwork every Sunday. They never miss a day, folks. Yes. And tomorrow, so this comes out on the 6th. So if you can get us your questions for our Ask a Bro question, the 200th episode of Language of Bromance, that Woo-hoo. we're going to have guest stars, Rima Joe. And Jason, uh, get us those questions by tomorrow and we'll make sure to get you featured in that episode. How fun. I cannot wait. And I'm, I'm not really sure how you wrangled me into this, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> we're we're going to have lots of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. Episode 32, Clash by Night. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Alvin from Singapore is strange indeed. Okay.